steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross-eye, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down in a waffle and go into the goal! It's a hat-trick! Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Breaking in a new studio, having some fun with it here on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. (laughs) What are you looking at me for over there? I, I don't know. I mean, it was just kind of. Was my mic not up all no, the way it, there? No, it, it was up, but you were kind of like. It was. He was trying to low. pull you down a little bit, and yeah. then pulled you up, and then. Yeah, I was. was a and little... then didn't didn't <laughs> pot yourself up when you opened your mic. Yeah, well. It's a rough go, buddy. No, no, that's fine. Look, that's the least of my concerns today. So. I was worried uh, when they said uh, you're not happy with just one, and they were using Alec Martinez as the example, and mm-hmm. I love hanging out with you guys. And there's nothing better than talking hockey. But I'm thinking if we're using Mark. Tina's is the example. Mm-hmm. We're going three hours. Yeah. Oh, we We're had that conversation. Yeah, no, we, we are, we've already had that conversation. Chapman has uh, more or less applied that logic to next season. Like, if the Golden Knights repeat, apparently we're doing a three-hour show. From That's, every day. That's yeah. my call, by yeah. the way. Yeah. yeah. Enjoy it. It might be. It might be. It, it might only be the Chapman first hour. Yeah, it'll absolutely be the Chapman first. But hour. we're going three hours if if they if they go back to back. That's a great pledge. Mm-hmm. You guys watched a lot of the Stanley Cup days uh, through uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, social media channels. Any jump out at you? Uh, so for me, like, I'm a, I'm a big softy when it comes to the the relationship between uh, a, a son and a mom, a mother. Um, and I think William Carlson dancing with his mom with the Stanley Cup in the background. Uh, that tugged at my heartstrings for a myriad of reasons. So that, to me, was just one of those pure moments that, you know, if if I were ever so lucky, that's something I would have done in a heartbeat. Two that stood out to me. I, I really enjoyed Braden McNabb because taking it to the farm. First of all, I, I love Braden as a guy, like just one of my favorite people in the locker room. But taking it to the family farm and, and sharing it with not only his family, but the people who work on the farm, I thought was really, really cool. And then Will Carrier's day, like taking it fishing with his brother and sharing it with his dad who taught him the fish. And listening to, to to his dad tell stories and Will and his brother tell stories about fishing, like, that reminded me of my childhood. Because my, my old man, we wouldn't go out on the lake. We'd go deep sea fishing, me and my brother and my dad. And it just kind of brought back way, memories. That wasn't out in the lake. No, no, we went out on the no, ocean. No, no, Will was out in the St. Lawrence Seaway. I don't, is that like a river or? That is the... Uh, the route that all the ships come in. Oh, from when they go the to like Atlantic, Montreal and the Atlantic Ocean <laughs> fills in, and the St. Lawrence Seaway into the Great Lakes. Oh, cool! That is not a river. That's cool. That is a <laughs> sizable body of water. Because the water and looked pretty calm where they were at. Are you kidding? Like he was swimming in it. Okay. There's different footage. <laughs> okay. It was choppy. There. I saw Will today. Yeah. Way, everybody, they're all back. 
Mm-hmm. Will's always the, the, last, the, the guy. last guy, <laughs> guy to get back. <laughs> uh, and I ran into Will at the DMV today. Mm. And he was getting some stuff, and I was getting something. My, my daughter got her learner, so we we're, were getting that done. Congratulations. And, and he looked there. at me, and, uh, and uh, he's like, I'm back, and I could have stayed another day because mm-hmm. he's thinking fishing. Yep. Um, but I said, the water looked choppy. He said, oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, you, there's other footage. It was it was a little rough that day, but it was the Stanley Cup, and mm-hmm. he has to be on the water. That dude has to be on the water. He had other boats mm-hmm. like going by. People that heard the Stanley Cup was around in the St. Lawrence, yeah, and people were out in their boats in the St. Lawrence Seaway, looking <laughs> for Will and his crew. You know, I I think Chapman's onto something though with it with Will Carrier because I I don't know that there's a more authentic day with the Stanley Cup than Will Carrier just saying, I'm going fishing. Yeah. I, I would I would have done it every single day in every other offseason. So my day with the Cup, I'm, I'm going fishing. Yeah, like Will, yeah. Will is a guy who should have a television show after he's done playing hockey. A fishing show. Yes, absolutely. Because yeah. he, he goes everywhere. 100%. Like he took Alec Martinez and Shea Theodore to Alaska two summers ago to go fishing. Alaska? Yes, they went to Alaska. I don't think I knew that. Here's the thing that I like, and I think you guys are sort of making this point, but I just want to clarify. A lot of people do things with the cup mm-hmm. on their day. On Will's day, the cup goes and does something with Will. Yeah. Like, it's just a, it's, yeah. a, it's the same day. Mm-hmm. It's just stands there. Yep. Happens to be there. Uh, did you guys see Zach Whitecloud's day? Oh, loved it. Loved it. Okay. There's... So much beautifulness mm-hmm. there, and taking it to to Sioux Valley and out to Verdon and the different places. I, I got to be part of that uh, day, tagging along, mm-hmm. and uh, and my dad was was with us. So thanks to Nate and 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 the Vegas Golden Knights uh, social media crew and uh, and uh, uh, production team because it let my pops come out and he got to drink out of it. He got to take a picture with, with mm-hmm. Zach, which was, was cool. But the favorite part of all, all things was walking into Seven Eleven, putting it under the <laughs> Slurpee machine and just pouring that thing yeah. out. And the video of Zach carrying the Stanley cup into 34th street, Seven Eleven, mm-hmm. passed a long lineup and people like on their phones doing whatever and look up like, what the heck? <laughs> and then putting it under the Coke Slurpee yeah. and just letting it run. Yeah. And and walking out, bag of chips, Coke Slurpee in, in the Stanley Cup, give them a 20, and go back to your house for, for a party. <laughs> All dressed, that, right? All dressed that chips? That was, I don't know what kind of chips it was, but <laughs> I, I, and like Slurpees are a rite of passage in, in, Manitoba, like okay. Slurpee capital of Canada, is really? is, is Winnipeg, Manitoba, wow. and uh, uh, Brandon. Like we, we that province loves Slurpees. Not too cold but, up there for Slurpees. No, uh, all year round. Unbelievable. That, that never, never, never fails. You but, don't get a brain freeze when, apparently. When I saw That's when nuts. I saw that, I went over, and my dad said, "You're, you're doing." It. I'm like, "Yeah." Mm-hmm. I went over, and big stuck the straw in. So you drank Slurpee oh, out of the Stanley sir, Cup, and, and I couldn't have been happier. I couldn't be more jealous of you. Yeah, right now. it was it was it was really neat. But that was <laughs> something that I just I connected with. Yeah, and uh, uh, it was it was it was pretty neat doing that. And and again, there was so much goodness mm-hmm. about his day. Yeah, that uh, it's kind of nerdy that I picked the Slurpee part. Uh, <laughs> 
I no, mean, but it's, it's, but it's the part brand. you connect with, right? Yeah. Like yeah. you're you're from there, you know what it's like. It's awesome. That was neat. But the the Will Carry, it was choppy that day. Yeah, I, I have to go boater. back and watch it. I'm not a big boater. Uh, no, no, they tucked in to, oh. a, to a spot where they went swimming. Oh, okay, all right. And 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 did that. Like there's places where you can get out, get out of the wind. Motion sickness. I, I'm not a big no, just boating. I don't like rough seas. Yeah, I don't like the boat banging. Uh, and and slapping like that. There's buddies of mine in, on the east coast of Canada. They'll go out fishing mm-hmm. uh, in into the uh, Northumberland Strait or the Atlantic Ocean, and they have the greatest time because they they bucket all the way out there and rough seas, and they they, they it was awesome. Yeah, and the spray. I get no enjoyment out of that. Oh, it's so, so it's when fun. you so when you I don't go... get sick. It's just like I'm gonna have a headache, and this is. Stupid. So when you go to the cottage, you're yeah. not you're not spending too much time out on the water. I never go on the water. Really? I'm the wow. paddleboard. Okay, that's that's about it. That's fair. That doesn't Plus, count. you know what? No, no, that, that counts enough. Are the there sharks. sharks in PEI? On, on the Northumberland Strait, they've never really seen one, but I know they're looking for me. Listen, there are <laughs> sharks in water somewhere. They are looking for <laughs> that's me. That's all that matters. When I go, it'll be via shark. Yeah. <laughs> Stay out of the water. I guarantee it. That, that, and that's that, why I watch Shark Week every year, mm-hmm. just to keep tabs on them. Just to know listen, who's listen. after you. I, I, I know you're a big world traveler. Get on the plane. Go to South Africa. Nope, get in the ocean. Not a chance. And, and, <laughs> no. I had a buddy. So the, the guy, you Carlton the Bear, Toronto Maple Leafs mascot. Okay. Mm. Number 60. Uh, that guy, Mike Ferriman is his name. And my wife worked for Maple Leaf Sports forever. Mm-hmm. She she and Mike uh, did some TV stuff together, and uh, we called him the Bear because he would refer to himself in third person as the Bear, like he thought he was. But they were two different people. Sure, he would like, hey, the Bear's got an an appearance this weekend. No, no, Mike, you've got an appearance this weekend. Yeah, well, as the Bear, but but as the Bear, but yeah, he would. I it, get it. Uh, it was a little odd sometimes, but I love Mike. I love I love the Bear, but he he, and he's very generous. But he went to South Africa and did the uh, the cave diving. Oh, uh, yeah, with, that's, with that's like White. bucket list. I I absolutely one hundred percent want to do I'll, that. I'll pay for it for you. Really? <laughs> yep. I'm ho- I'm going to hold you to that. Yeah. No, absolutely. I can't afford the cage. Oh, but, well. But I'll I'll pay for it. They have one where where you don't need to be dive certified, where you put like this helmet on, and it, that doesn't seem like a good idea yeah, at but all. I that's been my dream since I was a kid to go in the, the cage with Great White. Like I, I have wanted to do that forever. Why? Because it, the the I don't do roller coasters. I have no no ambition to jump out of an airplane, bungee jump, none of that stuff. Uh-huh. That yeah. Oh, I mean, I told you I jumped off the the dock. Yeah, I still don't understand the pier that. in yeah. Newport Beach. Yeah, yeah. You know what? They're they're out there too. I know. Over I know. There. They're in New Newport. Jersey. Yeah. I got fishermen in my family. They they tell me some stories. How about the guy? Did you see the guy in the in the kayak this summer? That caught a great white shark. He was fishing Mm-mm. in the, in the East Coast. He was fishing, okay, in a kayak like people do all the time. Sure, yeah. They're, yeah, they're fishing. Yeah, caught a great white, unbelievable. And it breached, and and he was trying to take the scissors to cut his line <laughs> so he could release it. Yeah, and the and he's got the GoPro going, so you mm-hmm. see everything. He's not taping it himself, but he's trying to get the scissors over the knife over to cut his line. Throw the rod. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Just Throw. abandon this operation. If that tips operation. you over, yeah. there's a whole lot more going to happen to you than the disappointment of losing your fishing rod. Yeah. Well, that's Caught like the- a great white with 
Unreal. Right. By casting. The people who go swimming in um, San Diego, La Jolla Cove, there's like that little area where all the seas, seals oh, or sea lions my, hang out. My family was just there. Did they go swimming in that in that spot with the nope. seals? No. You know why you well, don't do there, that? Some of the... Some of the uh, it's it's cordoned off where you're not you're not supposed to. Yeah, but protected. there's people who go it's protected. Well, the the, the one seal uh, went nuts. Steal, was stealing surfboards. Yeah, yeah, I saw. It was that. awesome. Yeah, it's pretty like, cool. You, you don't go swimming in the ocean where seals are. Where food for the sharks. Yes, are. like yeah. like, are you crazy? <laughs> he was bitten by a shark. There and then they try and track the shark like they know. Well, I'd be I, afraid I to be bitten it. by the seal. Well, well, I'm, get, I'm a little bit more afraid of the shark. Uh, George McPhee joined us yesterday, the president of hockey operations for the Vegas Golden Knights. He's been in this game for 50 years. Yep. And he won the Stanley Cup for the first time. Yep. And Ryan said it best in our number one. You can listen to George talk about the Stanley Cup and his different experiences with it and emotions with it. All day long. Mm -hmm. We had about 10 minutes with him yesterday during the uh, rookie face-off in the, in the first intermission and just went down uh, a path, Brian McCormick and I, uh, about what George felt when he won the Cup and what he did during his, uh, his various times with the championship trophy of the National Hockey League. And we are joined by George McPhee in the booth. And just double-checking some headsets. Do we have George? Yeah. Yeah, we do. I, I hear you on this one. Are you good? <laughs> Darren, I'm do good. you have us? Okay. It. Phenomenal. We know how the, the knobs work. That's this bad news for George that I can now participate in this. Oh, it's my <laughs> yeah. It's preseason for all of us, <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> well, George, thanks for taking a few minutes to join us. We appreciate sure. it. My pleasure. Uh, before we get to the weekend at hand, you know, it's it's uh, kind of feels like the, the launch, the kickoff for the season. Of course, main camp right around the corner. Uh, but it's the end of what I imagine has been one of the best summers for everyone in the organization. How'd you spend the last couple of months celebrating? Uh, it, it was a uh, really, really busy summer, uh, really fascinating summer. You know, there are things you expect when you win a cup, like the euphoria you have with uh, your team and your players and your staff. You sort of expect that, and, and you expect, uh, you know, the nice uplift in the city and and that, that tremendous civic pride that we've seen and and you expect some personal validation i guess you wake up the next morning and you're like uh i guess we made some good decisions um <laughs> what i never expected was uh was the intensity of uh you know what the stanley cup does when you when you take it home uh with uh old friends and extended family it was amazing and i you know i took it to my hometown and i was uh when i was driving away i had this you know the next day i was driving back to the airport and I'm like geez what's what's bothering me and i'm like sort of kind of homesick and and missing my old buddies yeah. it was it was that intense it was that great so anyway yeah that's that was my experience maybe i don't know the name listeners might not know the name but Give us a couple of people that maybe you connected with or saw when you took him back to Guelph that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, well, uh, certainly uh, Terry Cullen. Uh, you would remember John Cullen from being yep. in the league, son of Barry Cullen who played in the league. 
Uh, Terry was an elite, elite hockey player. I remember, uh, you know, back in those days, there was this kid from Brantford by the name of Gretzky who everybody was talking about. But I would bet that the second best center in Ontario in those days was Terry Cullen. And uh, uh, he went off to the University of Michigan. Uh, but we won a Centennial Cup together, you know, national champions in Guelph with a bunch of Guelph kids. And he was the guy. Uh, he was the elite player. Um, guys you would know would be uh, Billy McCreary, who uh, married my cousin, uh, was there. Ronnie, I didn't know that. Yeah, Ronnie Asseltine was there. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it, was, um, it was a small group. But, uh, I took it to our owner's uh, uh, place uh, Joe Holliday, who owned the team, uh, gave all of us kids a, a chance to play Tier 2 in Guelph. And then uh, to another friend's place there for sort of immediate family. And then uh, in the evening, a, a group of, uh, you know, it was ex an expanded group of all the, some of the guys I played uh, road hockey with when we were 10 years old. Haven't seen them. That's beautiful. Yeah, it was fabulous. I just asked a couple of my old buddies, like, round up the guys from the neighborhood and other guys and uh and they did and they did it really well and man guys would walk through the door and they go holy cow i know who it is <laughs> i haven't seen him in 50 years you know well that, that's so great because and we're with george mcphee being in hockey as long as you've been you know so many people whether it be again home and family or just around the business but i imagine when you finally win that cup there's so many people you want to celebrate with it helps that they round themselves up a little bit but i wonder do you just instinctively go where you want to go and people go with you or did you have to sit down with a pen and paper and plan okay what am i going to do when i get this yeah i had to do that what's really amazing and you guys probably got it too is how many texts and emails you get or phone calls you get people find you yep. uh yep. that and even with part of that group it's people some people you haven't heard from in years and years but they've connected with other people and got your number and reach out uh so yeah, that was uh, pretty cool, and and uh, and it that didn't slow down. That was, you know, you get through a couple of hundred responses, and uh, you wake up the next day, and there are three hundred more uh, people that have reached out. So that you, went on for several days. It was you you needed an intern for correspondence throughout the summer. Where we, well, it's you know, it's it's kind of, <clears throat> you know, I guess at my age, I've got different stages. You know, you you grew up in Guelph, then you. You got your college friends, and then your your pro friends, and then your law school friends, and then all the friends you've made, you know, since you've been in the front office. So it's been uh, it was quite a list. Where were you when you saw your name on the cup, and what did that feel like? Um, I actually someone took a picture of it and sent it out. So I think I was. I was on Martha's Vineyard, and uh, and 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 uh, Phil Pritchard had uh, taken a picture of it, sent it out, and said, "This is a great tradition that uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have started. Hope all the other teams do it, because we got it engraved right away before the tour." Yes. Yeah. And so it was a really neat thing that everybody saw. It. But that was the first time I saw my name on it, and uh, uh, what did it feel like? Um, I don't, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's really a hard thing to sort of reconcile because, uh, you look at it and, and having, you know, grown up like a lot of Canadians, 
kids where hockey's everything. You've, you've seen it your whole life. And you've watched the John Bellabos and the Bob Clarks and all these guys hoist it, and you, it, it, it's hard to uh, it's hard to imagine that you're on there. Uh, I, I guess at some point you'll, you'll feel like you've earned it and everything else, but uh, when you first see it, you're like, holy cow, I, I don't know. You, you just, it's almost like the night you, 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 we hoisted it, yeah, I, part of me didn't feel worthy. I'm like, geez, I, I'm just really, you know, <laughs> really doing this. <laughs> so anyway, huh. and then the players, uh, they, they have all the fun because the rest of us, you know, we were back in the office the next day <laughs> trying to get some things done. And you that, were too. Yeah, that, that, yeah. He's not joking about that. The, yeah. the, the business doesn't stop. Operations right. was back in the office after the day after they won the cup. Yeah, it, it, you had a draft in a couple of weeks, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah we did. We, we had a lot, and, and we were doing things, a lot of things that we hadn't done before, you know. Obviously, right off the bat, there's a, someone's got to plan a parade. <coughs> we weren't yeah. that involved in that, but we were, there was enough there. But, you know, trying to figure out who gets on the cup and, uh, and then designing rings and then who gets what ring and uh, who gets a replica cup and uh, who gets the cup on what day and Heat how long. And Join us. That, uh, those are champagne problems, but, uh, yeah, it was busy. With George McPhee. George, you know, I asked Kelly uh, McCrimmon this the other night, and same question uh, for you. As surreal as it's been, how great the summer has been, of course, you're going to, next couple of days, camp gets started, you start working on winning the next one. But there's still another party, which is going to be opening day, the banner raising. Is that going to maybe just feel surreal all over again, maybe one last time before it turns to business? Yeah, again, that's something that <clears throat> a lot of us have never experienced. Uh, we're going to be really, you know, we're proud of this, obviously, and that'll be a, a you know, a real proud night for all of us to, uh, you know, that we delivered a, a Stanley Cup to Las Vegas, uh, this whole group together, and uh, that uh, that means a lot. You know, what, one of the really neat things uh, that you experience when you're walking around town is, uh, it's it's a little different, uh, you know. Someone comes up and says congratulations. That, you know, you appreciate that. When someone comes up and says thank you, boy, that's different. And you get a lot of that in Vegas. It's different from congratulations. It's thank you. And uh, so we'll be that. That'll be a you know, it'll be a lot of pride displayed uh, that night. And then we got to move on. That's going to be a big night for the fans. And then you're right. There's more work to do. I before we let you go. It is rookie tournament weekend. You've of course been watching this uh, group of prospects. What have you thought from the uh, the collection we've seen these last few days? Uh, it's a pretty good experience uh, for them, and it's a really good opportunity for us to not only watch our own team, but to watch everybody's team and see what they've got coming, and and uh, you get a good look at. Uh, there's George McPhee, who was with us yesterday during the rookie faceoff. Uh, Golden Knights uh, losing in overtime uh, to the Colorado Avalanche. Today was a quiet day for a lot of the rookies, mm -hmm. and they will get back at it Thursday with the start of main camp. Tomorrow's more veteran day. Uh, they go through the process of, uh, we call it media day. They do their intros for and pictures for the Nitron mm -hmm. and uh, different uh, social media uh, questions that uh, that we love to to throw at them. The social <laughs> media department will will have some fun with them. Uh, Ashley Vice does a bunch of interviews for the TV broadcast. Uh, so a lot of commitments there. 
a little bit on ice, and then get down to work on Thursday. They'll be divided into three different groups, three different ice sessions uh, at City National Arena for Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and play on Sunday. Yeah, I, I'm just excited to get back to the rink. It's going to be awesome. It's going to be a lot of fun. And the first home game, they'll start with two preseason games mm-hmm. on the road. Yep. Uh, San Jose and Colorado. Sunday, Sunday Monday. Monday. Yep. And the first home game will be next Wednesday. Correct. And we have four tickets. If we you do. want to go to that game, we do. Call right now to 702-876-1340. We will give you four tickets so you can load up the whole family. Which is <laughs> kind of cool. You don't have to a uh, couple of tickets you got to pick, you got to yeah. choose or you got to find a sitter. This you can take your buddies, your mm-hmm. friends or the family, or whatever you want. Uh, I'm not going to tell you who to take other than uh, Chapman would like to go with you. <laughs> 702-876-1340. Be caller number eight right now. We will come back with one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League after this. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. one-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. Training camps are around the National Hockey League. Uh, one being the St. Louis Blues naming a new captain. Mm-hmm. Uh, that is Braden Shen, yep. former Weeking captain. So congratulations <laughs> to Braden, Saskatoon's very own, and uh, Brandon Weeking uh, alumni. I thought they might go with Robert Thomas. Mm-hmm. I had a little nagging push that they were going to go with Robert Thomas. I talked to Robert last week at the Player Media Tour. Okay. And we we published that interview today, hoping that it was going to be Robert Thomas. <laughs> but he ends up being... Robert's an assistant. He's going yeah. into the first year of his eight-year contract. Uh, I imagine... Now, Shen's 32. He'll play for a couple more years, and then he'll give it probably to, to Robert Thomas. Yeah, I think it's a – I don't want to say it's a stopgap because I don't believe it's that. I think Braden Shen right now for that team is, is yep. the best option. Um, how he plays, how he leads on and off the ice, I, I think are important. Um, and it, it maybe alleviates a little bit of that pressure for Robert Thomas to have to be that guy right now. A couple of years down the road, I think he's going to be overripe and ready for it, and, and that's when it makes the most sense. I think it's the harder decision to give it to Braden now. I agree. I like what they did to him. Yeah. Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, well, this is interesting, mm-hmm. also talked to Seth Jones last week. Yep. And I was his campaign manager during the discussion. <laughs> Were you? And this this is part of the interview that I did with him that will never see the light of day because <laughs> the Chicago Blackhawks, uh, I, I was campaigning. I said, dude, I want you to be captain. Sure. It'd be awesome if you were the, the next captain of the Chicago Blackhawks taking over from Jonathan Tapes. Mm-hmm. And we went back and forth, and, and he's all for it. Uh, he would love to be captain and, and let it be known that he would love to be captain. But the Chicago Blackhawks announced today they will not go with a captain this year, which for a guy that wants it, mm-hmm. has a long-term contract there, yeah, is interesting. Like Connor Bedard shouldn't be named captain for two or three years. I know McDavid went early. He's the longest-serving captain in Jonathan Edmonton. Jonathan Taves went uh, early. Yeah. So I, I was, I'd be a little bit hurt if I was Seth Jones. I, I agree with you. Um, we kind of had a, a conversation about the Chicago Blackhawks captaincy. Um, I floated Nick Foligno and Corey Perry. Like, if you want stopgap, if you want, like, somebody that's got that experience that you, know, you can kind of 
teach a, a young Connor Bedard if you were not sold on Seth Jones yeah. or you weren't going to go that direction or you're just waiting for it to be Connor Bedard. I mean, I, I think that that makes sense, but at this point, just go with alternates. Like, See Bedard this weekend? Yeah, I did. Patrick? Yeah, I did. In his rookie faceoff game? He's not trying to slow my input. He's not trying to temper my expectations at all, clearly. So Connor's going to live by himself. Really? Yep. I talked to him at the rookie faceoff. Okay. I talked to everybody at the rookie faceoff. For uh, anybody you didn't talk to? Didn't, didn't see Sid. Oh. Did not see Sid. That's but I, I did a long interview with McDavid. Yeah. And rookie faceoff, or sorry, at the player media tour, mm-hmm. you do a lot of fun stuff. Okay. Like with uh, with Robert Thomas, we talked about, you got to listen to it. He, he took his new puppy, five-month-old puppy, uh, to the golf course. Okay. And the dog just had a great time running beside the car. Like, we, we had all kinds of fun with that. The McDavid interview that I did, mm-hmm. much different tone. You... Oh, okay. McDavid has his game face on. Yeah. We talked about Vegas and the and the rivalry there. How's that? Uh, go? He is good. Yeah. He, he doesn't hold it He's against a pro. me. Uh, and and he and I have talked a bunch of times. I was there the night that he was the draft lottery. I yeah. was there for his draft. I, uh, we've done a lot of things together. But but this was not the jovial fun. I tried to have a little bit of fun with him. There was no buy-in, so we moved past it. And did I, you, can't, did, I, I can't wait for you guys to, to hear that yeah. when, when that episode comes out because it it gives you an idea that the intensity is there right now. Did you see his headshots from that? No. Someone should have given you the heads up. Like, they should have shown you the headshots for Connor McDavid. You would have known just yeah. to try not to initiate. I was trying to break through a little bit. Yeah, but uh, there, Listen, we, we have nicknamed him Wilhelm Dafoe on this show because of those headshots. Like he's very, totally very green goblin. Actually. Yeah, he's totally all bought in on green goblin. I love it. Yeah, I think I think the intensity. If you want to be that guy, same with Leon. Sure. Like they are driven right now. Yeah, they're going to be. And the it's going to be. It's going awesome. to be. Uh, you talk about challenges to repeat. That that's going to be it. Colorado is going to be there mm-hmm. too. But boy, oh boy, when you have two superstars who are so. Uh, perturbed by the way that series ended in losing back-to-back games yep. to, to Vegas and the way it wasn't really a factor yep. uh, in, in, in game six. Uh, that that bothers them. They're going to jump on a hoverboard and throw smoking pumpkins at everybody. <laughs> uh, the uh, Why are you so pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? I like I like Leon. I like pissy Leon. Yeah, I'll tell you all day long. The guys at the it. at the rink podcast uh, had had Leon, and he he was he was good. He didn't move. <laughs> he just held the mic there and did not uh, move. Uh, so let's get into. Oh, first of all, the, the Vegas Golden Knights announced their theme nights today. Mm-hmm. Yep, and fifteen theme nights. Yep, and one of them is is Pride Night, mm-hmm. and it's going to take place in the in the exhibition schedule. Uh, this year, and the reason for that is uh, October fifth, Pride Night uh, at the T-Mobile against Colorado. The Pride Parade is the next night oh, nice. in Vegas, so it 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 perfect uh, flows uh, right into each other. Yeah. But uh, fifteen theme nights, uh, they won't the players won't be wearing the, the sweaters because the National Hockey League has has gone away from that to, to try and avoid the distraction, which is so disappointing on on, on so many levels. Sure. Uh, you get it, but it's like, do we really need to do that? Uh, but uh, but there's all kinds of uh, different uh, uh, events that are that are going to take place, and there's a Ninth Island Night mm-hmm. also in, in the preseason, and uh, that's before 
the day before Hawaii and the UNLV play. Yeah. So it's awesome. Uh, kind of kind of uh, great synergy. They play for a giant pineapple, by the way. Really? Ninth Island Showdown, UNLV in Hawaii. Well, that's awesome. Yeah, they the, the trophy is it's a huge golden pineapple. Okay, where does that thing reside throughout the year? Well, I know they Hawaii has brought it on a plane because they won it a couple years ago and they so, have to fly it back so to the island. Winter, so it, winner gets winner to gets it? to keep it. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's like the but Fremont how big Cannon. Is it? It's massive. I've is got it, a picture it, of it somewhere on my Davis, phone. You know the Davis Cup, the, yeah. the tennis I will, trophy, I will which fi- is like bigger than a human. I've got a picture <laughs> on my phone. I'll tweet it out. I but, have to find it, but, but tell I'll tweet me, it out. Tell me, is it bigger than a human? It's it's Could probably you lift it? not as. Could you lift no, it? Yes, it can be lifted, but it, it lifted. takes more than one person to lift it. You need two people to lift. Multiple it? people. Wait, maybe like three. Three. So maybe three. three. Maybe Stanley at least Cup three. has a case. Do you think the giant pineapple has a case? I, I I don't know. How much do you think the giant pineapple weighs? It's it's massive. Like it's really really big. That's like not it, an answer. Well, well, I, 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 I don't know. I, maybe two hundred pounds. The situation in Columbus, we'll get into it now. Mike Babcock uh, announcing his resignation, mm-hmm. whether that was pushed, whether he actually decided to resign on his own, uh, or the Columbus Blue Jackets encouraged him. Uh, I think that's up to uh, your own interpretation, probably a mix of both, or the Blue Jackets pushing and saying, we're going to go down this path, and uh, Mike had to... Uh, maybe save face. But this is all in reaction to the story that broke uh, a week ago uh, on Spit and Chicklets. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul Bissonnette uh, reporting that uh, Mike asked for players to sh- show them pictures on their phone and asked for their phone to, to look at them or airplay them on the screen. Mike's taken a lot of hits uh, through this and this is in direct uh, re- uh, reaction to the fact that he was fired by Toronto for similar situations of being bullying players one-on-one and, uh, and, and being offside with them. Uh, stepped away from the game, came back, didn't even make training camp when this happens. Yeah. A lot being said uh, about Mike Babcock, and we had the call plenty in the, in, in the first hour. Talking about second chances and third chances. When's the National Hockey League winter sports going to get uh, past past this? So uh, I want to address one. uh, Mike and I know each other. Uh, We we have communicated. We haven't talked in probably a month. I talked to him after he got the job in Columbus. Sure. Uh, It was the last time. I wouldn't say we're friends, but we're friendly. We're acquaintances. You know him. I've known him for a long time from Moose Jaw uh, throughout. So, He's hard on players, and he was wrong in what he did in Toronto, mm-hmm. for sure. That was that was if if that was my child that he was dealing with, I would have a big big issue with that. I have a big issue with it anyway, and what he did with Mitch and the bullying and, and, sure. and uh, yeah. This time around, it was wrong. You do not take somebody's phone. You do not ask for uh, to see somebody's phone without them volunteering it or. If you're if you're a boss, right? If I say, "Hey, show me those pictures uh, on your phone," you you and I are colleagues. You can say, "No, I don't want to show you those, exactly. Mallard," uh, and there's no repercussions. But but this is the coach to a player. Mm-hmm. That's much different. That's yeah. uh, there's much more intimidation going on uh, with that. Uh, that that was wrong. That was uh, an abuse of power uh, with 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 Mike. 
Where I differ from some people is, and please, this is 100% honest. I don't think there was a malicious intent by what Mike did. I don't think he was going out of his way to intimidate players. Uh, He said he was trying to get to know players, get to know their family. I truly believe that was the case. He was not trying to uncover dirt Mm -hmm. on, on athletes. I don't believe he was. Did he go about it wrong? 1,000%. Did he, is this the right course of action by Mike resigning by the Columbus Blue Jackets parting ways before he even gets to training camp? Absolutely. If it was somebody else, would they have got an easier path? Maybe a, a second look? Maybe. Sure. Maybe, but it's still a, an abuse of power. You, you don't do what Mike did in Toronto with the reputation going back years as being a hard coach mm-hmm. and there's lots of players that have a gripe with him and then get up anywhere close to somebody looking the other way on this so that I don't think he was out to get anybody but he was wrong mm-hmm. and this was the right course of action as far as when and I've heard this a lot when is the National Hockey League going to get past second and third chances? I hope they never do. I, I, I think everybody deserves a second chance. Now, it, it may depend on what you did wrong the first time. Sure. But I don't want to live in a world where you don't get a second chance to learn from your mistakes. And I'm disappointed that Mike went down this path. I'm I'm disappointed that Mike put himself in this position, that that there was no learning from what he did in in a player-coach meeting in in that situation that Mike didn't understand that that was wrong. But if I understand why Columbus hired him. He's a high-profile coach Mm -hmm. on a team that's looking to get better immediately. He's an Olympic champion, a Stanley Cup champion. He's been to the final a, a, a couple of times. He was the best coach available, and I understand it. But no time did Jarmo Kekalainen or John Davidson expect this to happen. So there's a there's a couple of things. Obviously, at some point, it, it went beyond a simple, "Hey, like, can I see the, can I see pictures? Can I do this? Whatever it is, it, it went beyond that. You had players speak out." The, the question that even, I have, even the idea of asking to see the pictures yeah, was wrong. It, yeah, I, I mean the way that the way that it was presented early on. Yeah, it was as innocent as innocent can be. And you know, Chapman and I are, are kind of in a unique situation because we've been at this company for so long. We have different types of relationships with with various people around here that it 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 didn't feel as as awkward or off to us but that's a different dynamic right you're not talking about somebody that just came into the fold and is trying to get to know players the question it's not a superior exactly to a a junior so the question that i have in terms of second chances because to a degree I, i i i'm with you you should be able to get secondary chances third chances even but there has to be some type of receipts for the work you're doing to recognize what went wrong the first time or the second time and how are you going to correct those things what did mike babcock learn from his time in toronto to his time in columbus 
And well, he coached the University of Saskatchewan he, uh, in, in the Canadian College, sure, for three years, but, and presumably from a power dynamic standpoint, what, what did he learn? That that's what we all assumed was sure. he worked on that. And so, what's the vetting like? Is there a different vetting process for the NHL in terms of the next time? I, I don't know whether that exists. Right. Can you? But can you come to an understanding there? Be, because everybody's going to say what you want to hear. Sure. I've learned from my mistakes. Yeah. I, I put it into practice with this team over here, University of Saskatchewan. But until you get into the yeah. the mix, and I I think he was genuinely trying to get to know his players. But if he grabs that phone and a text from somebody shows up and it's another player saying, hey, how's that going with that jerk Babcock? And Babcock's got the phone and reads that. Yeah. Well, that's going to reflect on player A that he's going to coach. Yeah. And that's that's awful. Like, our phones are our conscience. They That's what they are. They're our soul. Fair. That's the closest thing we have to uh, being out of body. Do you guys agree with that? Yeah, no, I, I yeah. agree with it. So, just... so for somebody else, a, a superior, a, a, somebody in charge, to have that and control that? Yeah. I mean, there's there's so many different ways you could share photos in that situation without having to physically yeah, send me hand three, over the phone. Send me three photos exactly. of your family. And so, yeah. again, to me, the question becomes, what do you learn and is there anything that we can view over your time away that tangibly, tangibly proves to us you understand well, what you did was fundamentally wrong? I'll tell you this. Stan Bowman wants to get back in. Yeah. Joel Quenville yeah. wants to get back in. They were at the general manager meetings. Mm-hmm. That hurt them. What happened in Columbus hurt them big time in getting another chance. And... I'll go. Bill Peters was hired in Lethbridge in the Western Hockey League. Yep. If he wasn't already hired, I bet you he doesn't get that job. Now that's throwing it out there to nobody can prove that or not. But I bet, right. you, I bet you, I yeah. bet he doesn't. You're probably right. uh, get that job. The, what what Mike did uh, a disservice for everybody else looking for a second chance. Mm-hmm. It, it 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 hurt them, uh, and he's done. Like he's. Not coming back. There's not yeah. a third chance. Yeah, no, I agree. For, for Mike here, as as much as I don't think it was malicious, uh, he's not getting a third chance uh, in, in this in this regard. So, uh, I I feel bad for him because nobody wants to go out that way. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't he didn't even get to coach game. Didn't even get to good training camp. Yeah. But if if you go, he obviously didn't realize what the issue was that there was a power imbalance by doing that he didn't learn enough from the toronto situation right exactly. and thus this is the right decision and and that's the thing i think you your view on second chances is a correct one but you have to be able to learn from your mistakes prior and that didn't happen a lot of people didn't think he deserved the players he rubs players the wrong way. Yeah. Some, like certainly some guys. Yeah. I don't. You guys have seen him on social media. Different players uh, sounding. Uh, one one has made like it, it, his life project. Yes. Uh, to to go after Mike Babcock, and I don't want to belittle his opinion because I'm sure he was not treated very well uh, in that. But 
at first, I thought it was just a vendetta by players. Yeah. It didn't end up being that. It was the right call to remove him. And one final note on him. Paul Bissnett, he reported this. Mm-hmm. He doubled down on it yep. when he got a lot of heat. People questioned him working for a national broadcaster that works with the National Hockey League. How could he do this? He was right. Yep. And whether or not you think that a podcast should be breaking news, whether that crosses the journalistic line and you're not naming sources, that's up to you to reconcile. But Biz was right. Mm -hmm. He doubled down on it and stuck by his story and in the end is is vindicated and I'm I'm happy for Paul in a way mm-hmm. for all the heat that he took and I'm sad for Mike. Yeah, I, th- I think your note on on Paul Bisson that is is a great one because as as you mentioned, he he faced a lot of heat initially, mm-hmm. especially when it felt like a non-story and doubled and tripled down and and this is the impact that he can have in the hockey world. Might be a little smoother on the doubling and tripling down. Like, uh, oh, no, there maybe. was no backing down yeah, there. There was him. stomping of the feet. Uh, those are your one-timers, the news and notes from around the National Hockey League, brought to you by Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. We'll be back with Catching Up with Chapman next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. When that whole Babcock thing went down last week, I chatted with Bill Daly, did an interview with him, mm-hmm. and we talked about it. He's like, uh, sometimes I get called out to do something totally random. But he's a big football fan. You know what his favorite football team is? New York Jets? No. Miami Dolphins. Oh, oh they're wow. good. He's got like 10 jerseys. They're going to be good. As long as their quarterback's healthy, they're, they're going to be really good. How are you? Speaking of healthy quarterbacks. Yeah. <laughs> How are you doing over there? Not you good. Got through it, but hey, buddy, yeah. you got through it. Yeah. Well, no, I mean it got better as as, it, as the the two hours went on. Yeah. But you you did it. You yeah, well, persevered, my friend. Well, it was a rough start, but uh, I'm proud of you. I'm glad. I'm glad things went well, and uh, it was cool listening to to uh, Bruce from Summerlin. You just mm-hmm. kept going up, man. Yeah. Well, like I told you, couldn't 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 go any lower. Elevated so. your game. Yeah. Now I'm going to the go Aviators game tonight, so oh, I yeah. am going to have a beer. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? You should get one of those batter helmets. <laughs> Do they still sell cups, those things? The cups on the, <laughs> on just, the, I would totally rock one. I just don't know if they have those anymore. Yeah, you, that's what I'm, you need. That's not something you buy used either. Two big beers. Let's get her going. Chat with you guys tomorrow on the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas.